Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Of America, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, live from the Tyrac.com broadcast studio. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free roadside hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way your tire building should be. You know, nobody called me on this one, on this sponsorship deal, on the Tyrac deal. And I'm ticked off. I'm not ticked off because Tyrac is now the official sponsor of the Doug Gottlieb Show studio. I'm not. I'm actually a wheel and tire guy. It's like, what, what do we got going on here? Right? A wheel and tire guy. I got some wheels. I got some, I got some rims on my car. It cha- changed the complete look 
of my car. Same tires. Uh, I need some new tires, so hopefully we'll get some from Tire Rack. Get on that one, Jace. Welcome in. All the boys are back, all in person. My man, Dan Beyer, check out the I Want Your Flex podcast. Uh, and, of course, he'll be with us all, all week. Uh, John Ramos back. He's celebrated birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, bar mitzvahs, funerals, all back. I do want to talk some Pasadena and how how hot it was on Saturday. Uh, of course, my man Jay Stu, who he produces whatever we do, including the Dan Patrick Show yesterday. We got to fill in on I'm Amir Doug Gottlieb. Elijah's going to pump all this out on social media. Uh, so you got the full gamut, full Gottlieb, as we're officially in week one of the National Football League season. We got the defending champion Rams hosting the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, of course, the uh, favorite to win the Super Bowl this year against a team that actually won the Super Bowl last year. We'll, we will get to that. i got a lot to get to. Um, Kyle Whittingham is going to join us, is that right? In 25 minutes? Do you hear how hard it was for them to get home? Like, they lost at night on the swamp. They go to the airport, and I think the plane was broken down. I don't even know what time when they got back to Salt Lake City. We'll get to Coach Whittingham, who lost an absolute heartbreaker. Good football game down in the swamp on Saturday night. Plus, speaking of the SEC, two-star players lose one game and scrubbed their team, who they still play for, from their social media accounts. This is 2022. Welcome in. I'm also going to defend L.A. sports fans because San Diego sports fans are not as smart as L.A. sports fans, and they suffer the consequences from it. And I will point out the utter, and, and, and there's like a, what what is it? There's a there's a line between was it stupidity and genius, right? In this case, it's stupidity and passion. UCLA fans are like is too hot for a bad football game, and suddenly they're the worst. I get it. UCLA football fans are the worst, but not in this particular case. I will support their lack of support for their football team. But let's start here. Um, apparently, there's a report that Trey Lance is not too thrilled over Jimmy Garoppolo remaining on the um, on the San Francisco 49ers. Right? That's the report that's out there. He's like, wait, that guy? Why? Why is Jimmy still here? Here's George Kittle, his star tight end, talking about Trey Lance having. Jimmy Garoppolo in the quarterback room. While Trey's in the driver's seat and Trey gets to play quarterback, he has Jimmy G who knows how to win games and he can learn a lot from him. So, you know, I, I hope that that's how Trey takes this and like he just continues to play his game um, because Trey's a really good quarterback. There's just there's aspects of football that aren't just X's and O's and they're not just throwing the football that Trey's going to learn from Jimmy, like just how to carry yourself, how to do certain things. And Trey does a good job at that. Just Jimmy's been doing it longer. So he's just going to learn a lot of things from him. Mm. He's going to learn a lot of things from him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, do you guys remember the big talk of the draft? What happened in the draft with the Tennessee Titans? Anybody? You remember that, Jay Stu, right? What happened in the draft with the Tennessee Titans? Uh, they drafted a backup for uh, Ryan Tannehill, right? Well, they drafted a quarterback who, at this point in time, will be a backup, right? Do we remember what Ryan Tannehill had to say when he was initially Initially asked, like, here's Ryan Tannehill. This was his initial response when asked, uh, w- w- when asked uh, what his feelings were about 
Malik Willis. What are you going to say, John Ramos? Well, I was going to say, didn't he say something to the effect of, I'm not here to be a... Uh, 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 I'm not here to basically teach him. Teach him and stuff. Yeah, right. that's up to him. He wants to learn stuff. And then, of course, you know, he got a lot of backlash. And here's the thing. I understand that from the outside looking in, the the common theme from most most sports guys, hey, man, if you don't want competition, maybe you shouldn't play quarterback in the NFL. Huh? That's my football guy voice. How's, how's my football guy? My football guy voice is kind of like this, you know? It's a little bit like, got to support the team. Feel a little bit like putty? A little putty to it? Uh, you know, if you don't want competition, well, you don't want to be a quarterback. You know, why not have competition for the quarterback? And then, you know, if you're not any good, you replace the quarterback. And I understand that. And and look, for, for Trey Lance to succeed, he has to be good whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo is there or not there. He's got to understand that guys are coming at him. And he should realize that with... He's making more money than Jimmy, plus the resources extended to get him. Remember all the draft picks that they had to send away in order to draft third in the draft? That's all the investment that's in Trey Lance. That's why he will get the right of first refusal. That's why he'll get the opportunity to fail several times over this year. It's one of two things, how much money you make or the resources that were extended in order to get you. Again, that's why Baker Mayfield... Won the job in Carolina. Baker Mayfield is actually making less money than Sam Darnold, but when you consider the fact that they brought him in, they moved some resources, it became a thing. You don't trade for a Baker Mayfield unless you're going to play a Baker Mayfield, right? But this is a real thing. It's very difficult to be the leader of a franchise, and that's what you have to be as a quarterback when. There's another guy who used to lead the franchise. That's just hard. You know, we don't do that in business. When the CEO leaves the company, he doesn't like bump back down to the CFO or to just, you know, some, you know, board member or whatever. When he's gone, he's gone. It makes it so that it's awkward. Why? Because, man, look, for lack of a better, a better expression, too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Right? That's an expression. Like, oh, it's an expression. So it's really hard to go from being cheap to be like, hey, man. I mean, what happens in the lion, in, in the world of lions? And, you know, I haven't watched a ton of National Geographic recently, but once you're like head of the pack and you win the battle to be head of the pack, the other lion has to leave the pack. This is a real thing. Hey, I mean, can you imagine what it's like to be that lion who used to be the big, you know, Mufasa lion? And I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, that's what happened to Scar. Scar became disenfranchised. Really what it is. Scar's like the former starting goal. He was actually the guy who was the heir apparent. He was like the Jordan Love and he just never matured into whatever. And then Scar went off and he was with the hyenas. You know how that went, right? I'm just not a spoiler. I don't need a spoiler alert for Lion King, do I? No. But it's very normal for a football guy to go, hey, man, tough it out. You know, everybody else has got two guys in the position. Everybody else has got to back up. you got to go buck up and play, big boy. And I believe in some of that. But look, I had friends that worked in the Indianapolis Colts organization when Peyton Manning was there. And I know that by now we believe Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever. 
I would tell you, I think that Peyton, by most, if you ask most people, like, you know, Peyton's probably better. He just didn't have as good an arm and didn't play for as good a team. But, you know, Peyton, in terms of seeing the game, understanding the things he was able to do with his own limited at times skill set athletically. When Peyton Manning retired, most people thought that's the greatest quarterback ever. And now Tom Brady's passed him. So he's in any conversation of it. Peyton Manning, when they, when, when, The Colts would draft a quarterback. The first call that the front office would get as soon as they hung up with said quarterback, didn't matter what round, would be Peyton Manning. Who is this guy? I mean, there's a famous story about Tom Brady going to management, you know, going to the owner in New England, and me or Jimmy G, and suddenly Jimmy G's in San Francisco, right? These things are not new. And I understand that, that, look, you got a quarterback in Trey Lance who hadn't peed a drop in terms of quality football in the NFL. He has not proven himself. So it's smart for the Niners to have somebody who's a efficient, sufficient, ready, available backup who knows the system. But man, there is just no way to explain the fact that it's going to be at least a little bit weird. It's weird. Right? It's super weird to keep the guy around. And it makes it challenging when it didn't necessarily have to be. It's the smart move on paper. If I'm the Niners and I got a ready-made team, it's a smart move on paper. Look, if if he stinks, if he's not good enough, you get to about midseason, maybe make a change and you go back to him. Right? I mean, how many times did Ryan Fitzpatrick get a shot midseason at any of his multiple stops? You're like, you know, the other guy, I mean, go look at all of his stops. They're all kind of the same. Eh, but what did it do in Miami? It, it upset the apple cart with Tua Tungavailoa. So this is one of those where you're not making a bad argument if you say that he's, if you're really a competitor, if you're really good enough, it doesn't matter. But the reality is that the number one the number one most important aspect of a successful athlete, and especially a quarterback, is confidence. And when you have somebody breathing down your neck, when you have somebody on the sideline who has led the same franchise to a Super Bowl, it hurts your leadership, also a huge aspect of being a quarterback, and it hurts your confidence the most important aspect in being a great athlete, no less being a quarterback. It doesn't mean it can't work. It doesn't mean it won't work. It just means it sure feels like it's going to be more difficult for it to be seamless and smooth in a transition of power. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast is 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. He's the head coach of the Utes of Utah and uh, a really tough loss, but a challenging first game as they go down to the swamp, go down to the wire. It was like 17 seconds left to go. Cam Reesing's pass uh, is intercepted when his tight end falls down. And Florida survives at home. But Kyle Winningham, head coach of the Utes, 
kind of to spend some time with us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. And Coach, how are you? Doing good. Doing good. Thank you. I've, I've only been told and I've read about how hard it was to get home. I, 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 I want to talk football and about your team and about all things Utah football, but take me through. You, you lose. You do the press conference. What happened trying to get home from Gainesville? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, after the after the game was over, we uh, head out to the uh, airport, get on the airplane. We sit on the airplane for probably two or three hours while they're trying to fix some mechanical issue. Um, finally, uh, they decide, well, we can't fix it, don't uh, have the right parts or whatever. So, so now we're about uh, two or three in the morning, three in the morning, and uh, they send us into the uh, terminal, and uh, we got no hotel, no buses. You know, there's nothing available. No buses are available. No, no hotel rooms are available. And so we sit in the terminal for five, six hours and uh, waiting, waiting for uh, the opportunity to uh, get our players somewhere. And so about uh, what nine in the morning, I guess it is ten in the morning. We, we. Uh, jump on some buses and head to a hotel and uh, let the players you know, relax a little bit and, and uh, get some food. And then uh, finally, about uh, five in the afternoon, I think it was, we Jeez. were able to take off and got back to Salt Lake, 8.30, 9 o'clock. And, you know, it just, just feel bad for our players. I mean, it was a physical, tough, hard-fought game and, and to not be able to just get home and, and get in bed and, and uh, start the recovery process was a shame. I mean, you know, coaches were fine. You know, no problem with the coaches, but, but uh, players shouldn't have to endure that, but it happened, and and uh, you know, so we gotta gotta be able to just move forward. A um, lot, lot of things to talk about in your game. Um, I, I mean, look, the the lack of replay at the start of the second half, I thought felt like it hurts you, but it it had it's it's a very difficult thing, right? Where your coaches are sitting up there trying to wait to see if there's an angle whether you can challenge the replay monitor chose not to press the button. Now that you had a chance to kind of catch your breath, what happened on that first drive of the second half on third down? Well, you know, you talk about the one where Cam yeah. was, yeah, yeah. Well, we, I got no, you know, as, as, as the head coach on the sideline, you got to rely on people up in the box to right. tell you, based on the vantage point that they have and the angles that they have that are being shown on the monitors, whether or not to uh, challenge. Nobody said they had anything uh, up there that that uh, you know would would. Uh, you know, make a challenge, uh, you know, the right thing to do. Uh, and also, you know, that every single play is getting replayed and, and uh, evaluated. And so it's not like they don't get evaluated. It's not like the NFL. I mean, they're they're evaluating every single play and then looking at it. And, and they had ample time. I mean, there was, uh, you know, plenty of time to, to watch that as a replay booth uh, officials to to make a determination. And, and uh, if there is any question, typically they'll stop the game so they can continue to look at it. And so without me having anybody upstairs say, hey, you know, challenge this, and with the replay guys uh, apparently not seeing anything that that they needed more time for, um, we did, you know, we just uh, went to the next play, and and uh, you know, based on people that uh, back home here that watched on TV, they said, you know, it was it was maybe maybe in, maybe not. And typically, if it's not conclusive you know, or inconclusive, I should say, then. Uh, you know, if it is inconclusive, they'll say you know the the call stands and and so forth. So, so anyway, that was that. And uh, you know, the next play, you know, we stopped, got stopped again, and and unfortunately, that uh, that was a big uh, 
bearing on the game. But but uh, had we challenged, you know, who knows? I, you know, I'd say 50-50 at best, uh, but, you know, in hindsight. But at the time, like I said, you rely on information coming down from the box to, to give you the yay or nay on that. You know, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Perception, not necessarily reality, right? Your team is known as the most physical or one of the two most physical in the Pac-12. And it felt like, I mean, you're even starting a rookie, I mean, excuse me, a freshman, you know, as part of your offensive line there, I think a right guard, right? So so to go in there and to play as physically as you did against the Gators, does that translate to the national media that they understand that the perception is the SEC up front is better than other leagues, and yet you guys went and stood toe-to-toe with Florida? We did. We did. And, uh, you know, give them credit. They made the plays they needed to to win the game. But had we made one more play on defense or one more play on offense, you know, we had a had a chance to come away with a victory. But uh, we ran the ball very effectively, you know, 230 yards rushing. And that, you know, that speaks volumes for the physicality of your own line and your run game. And and uh, unfortunately, we gave up uh, even more than that on defense. We, you know, our front seven didn't play their best game defensively. And, and so that was another big factor. And then we weren't efficient in the red zone. That was probably the the biggest single factor in the game is our red zone inefficiency, and, and uh, we got to be better there. And then, of course, they had a, a star freshman quarterback, Anthony Richardson, who's just he's a talented he's dynamite. Right? He's I, I, dynamite. Um, yeah. you, you've seen a lot of them. You've coached a lot of good ones up close. What, what, seeing him in person, live, what was? What's your take? He's terrific. He, he's a true dual threat quarterback. He's got a big arm, can make every throw, quick release, uh, exceptionally mobile in the pocket, uh, fast and big and fast. Six four, two forty, and you know where it is. He's a sub four four forty guy, and so he's got it all, and uh, makes that a, a nightmare for a defensive coordinator. And and uh, you know he did damage. You know the throw game didn't hurt us a ton. They threw it efficiently, but not a not a ton. I think they had about one hundred and sixty yards throwing, but it was uh, him running the football that. Uh, really was the difference in the game. Um, obviously, the big news over the weekend was the expansion of the college football playoff. There, there's a lot up in the air in terms of your conference and, and other conferences. But I would say, again, this is more fan and and outside perspective is, hey, the good news is that regardless of league, if you win your league, it appears you'll get a shot. And that would reward a performance like like this weekend where you challenged yourself went on the road, played an SEC team, damn well could have won the game if not for the red zone inefficiency. And it can be a, a, a learning moment for your team that can help you win your league. But is, is that your take inside your football offices, that, that this expansion is a good thing for Utah specifically? Yeah, I think it is a good thing, and uh, it's certainly, uh, you know, the way I take it is it's, uh, I'm glad they didn't go only to eight, but I wish they would have gone to 16. You know, I think 16 is the right number, but but uh, 12 is certainly a big step in the right direction, and uh, I think eventually it will hit 16. That's my own opinion, but but uh, for for right now, and, and uh, I guess it's not going to be implemented for a couple of years, uh, I guess they're talking possibly in 24 that, that uh, you know, whether that happens or not, we'll see, but, but yeah, I think overall, bottom line, it's uh, for for a school like ours and, and where we sit. I think it's a big positive. You know, physicality is is a big talking point for your program. For you specifically, how do you coach that? Well, first of all, you recruit it. I mean, that's you know that's something that we look for in recruiting or or guys that have a physical presence to them and, and uh, play that brand of football. And uh, we look for the for the. Uh, 
you know, just the the big frames that we can add weight onto. And a lot of the physicality, you know, is bred in the weight room. You know, we have a great strength program, and it's not uncommon for our guys to come in and put on 40, 50, 60 pounds and, uh, you know, become who we need them to become. But but the, the first and the, and the starting point and the first thing you look for is, is the raw material and the recruiting and, and projecting. And, you know, for us, it's not, you know, where's the guy right now is where is he going to be in two or three years? That's that's what we look for. And, and uh, like I said, our strength staff does a phenomenal job of, of getting these guys bigger and stronger. What was the one thing that jumped out on tape that you're most proud of based on your team's performance? Uh, I would say our overall offensive efficiency, you know, 450 yards and 25 first downs and, and 29 point or 26 points, which should have been like 40 had we operated in the red zone like we're like we should have. But uh, just the efficiency for game one uh, that the offensive line played with and, you know, we had zero drops in the game. We only had the one turnover, but unfortunately it was the last play of the game, sure. you know, with the game on the line. But, but I thought our offense got a great start to the season. And I think that was the biggest positive takeaway. You, you, you mentioned the red zone inefficiency. If you personally could go back and make one change, like you're in charge, make one change, what would it be to allow you guys to be more efficient in the red zone? First of all, the the second down play, I think it was. I think Tavion walks in the end zone as it was a G lead play, but he tripped on he tripped. Cam's knee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that, that's so, not something you can fix. We, we, yeah. what, what's, what's, hey, please don't trip over your quarterback's yeah, knee. Exactly. That's what we'd say. Don't you know, watch out for his knee because if you, you trip, we're you know we're not going to get in the end zone. But but uh, gosh, I don't know. That's that's a tough question. And you know, being more creative in the red zone was probably something. You know, we talked about that as a staff. So I'm not trying to put anybody under the bus because uh, sure. I thought our offensive coordinator called a very good game. But maybe maybe a little more uh, a little a little less vanilla in the red zone and, and a little more creativity. Well, okay. How about this? You know, last year, and I know it's in the Beehive, so it's never an easy game. But last year, you opened up with Weber. Before you took on BYU, I'm just wondering. In hindsight, is it which is better to open up with the with the big opponent and challenge yourself all through spring and maybe even through fall to get ready for it, or to get one where you can see what everybody looks like in a uniform before you actually play the type of opponent that you played Saturday? I would say pros and cons to both. I think it probably is more dependent upon where you are as a program, what kind of team you have coming back. If you've got a very experienced team coming back, I think it's great to open up with an opponent like Florida, and and because uh, we know what we had, you know, coming into the season because we had so many returners, uh, and so we felt like that was a good good opportunity for us. Now, if you got a bunch of new guys and you're you're very young, then uh, probably easing into the season, I guess, for lack of a better word, against a lesser opponent, is probably the way to go. All right. Well. Listen, um, last year you lost early, and you end up going to the Rose Bowl and winning the Pac-12. Expectations are uh, for, for a similar season. We know you got to get back to work. Coach, we're, we're happy that you got home safe. I know it was a long trip home. Thanks so much for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> There's a lot of different ways in which we can discuss Tom Brady 
And Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they get ready for the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, there's one point that should be made I'll make in a second. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection of free, uh, fast free shipping, free roadside hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I had a really good set of, of, uh, of tires. My last set of tires, like RIP my last set of tires. Like you ever like fire through them and like, I don't know what you, but depends on what car and how, how you drive. But like I was getting like the less than 20,000 miles on my, and then I got like 46,000 miles or something on my last set of tires. Like, I don't know what happened to that rubber, but it was great. But then inevitably, like I run over nails all the time. What construction guys, what's the deal? What's the deal with the nails on the freeway? Anyway, tirerack.com. You know when you don't have a good answer? When you give a bunch of different answers. You ever notice that? Right. If I asked you, if I, you asked somebody who's not being honest about where they were last night, they'd be like, well, what happened was I was at Jimmy's house. I called Jimmy's house. You weren't there. Well, then we went to the bar and then we went to Sam's house. And then we were at Sam's house. We're like, no, this is not good. Then we'll go to Phil's house, right? Like you have a bunch of different answers. And you keep throwing new answers out there. And you're like, it. None of them are great. Like if you have, if it's, if it's a good answer, just tell the truth of one answer and that's the answer. Anyway, this is Tom Brady's response. You got the let's go podcast. That's him and Larry Fitzgerald, right? And, um, uh, Jim Gray. Here's Tom Brady on his podcast about the, uh, offense so far in this preseason. I showed it to them and used it as motivation. Every time someone says they suck and they can't do anything, I try to show it to them and say, this is what they're all saying about you. What do you guys think? What are you going to do about it? And, uh, you know, make sure they know what everyone's saying. I think that's important. You know, I think I've always used little different spites as, you know, as motivation for me. And I'm a really motivated person, but it always helps when someone says something that's not flattering, you know, or, or someone that still doesn't believe in you. After all these years, you try to prove them wrong and they still don't. So you go, you know what? Thank you. You know, thank you very much. Let me keep going and proving them wrong. Has anybody said they don't believe in Tom Brady? I don't really. Well, what we've said is like, okay, everybody says everything is cranked up in terms of intensity and attention to detail when he's there. And then in the middle of training camp, he wasn't there. And then, and this is where they had multiple answers for a very easy question. When's he coming back? And eventually they got to, I don't know. Remember, this is what the Tampa Buccaneers want you to believe. That Tom Brady, when he came back, he was all in the Buccaneers. They want you to believe that Bruce Arians was like, hey, listen, I know I can come back and have Tom Brady have a chance at the second Super Bowl, which would separate me and make me a Hall of Fame caliber coach. But I'm actually good now. I wasn't going to retire when we didn't have Tom Brady. Now that we do have Tom Brady and a chance to win the whole thing, now I'm going to step aside. So the Buccaneers want you to believe that. And before you stop laughing at believing that, then believe that Tom Brady went to them, was all in on them, nothing about Miami, right? All in on coming back. And he pre-planned to miss 11 days of training camp. Here's the only problem. When asked repeatedly when he would return, the answer was, we don't know. 
So this is not like an open-ended ticket. Well, you know, he went to New York. He had an open-ended ticket. Like, people don't get an open-ended ticket. Like, they don't know because they didn't know. They don't know he's going. They know he's coming back. They don't know anything about it. They just know it's bad, and he had fires that he had to put out. Right? And I'm sure you've read the reports. Some say Giselle's in Costa Rica. Maybe it's because they have sloths in Costa Rica. Do you guys know that? Supposedly, like, sloths everywhere. Sloths are fascinating creatures. They really, really are. I do think, though, that once you see one sloth, like, man, they're really cute. And then what? Like, they move really slow. They have super long nails. I'm guessing they smell, right? They're wild animals. They hair, they smell. But the first time you see a sloth, like, that's amazing. Then the second one, that's amazing. Maybe you hold a sloth and you're like, I'm good. Anyway, maybe she's seen the sloths. Maybe that's what it is. The point is that I don't remember anybody saying the tempe sucks. We've actually done the opposite. We do everything in our power to not look like idiots and say Tom Brady's cooked. He didn't have a great year last year, but if you ask people like, well, look at the numbers. Like, he didn't play great last year. Bunch of games he didn't play great. You know, look at the numbers passing. It's because they couldn't run the football. At all. And the, the presumptive pick to win that division because people think the division sucks. You're like, well, Carolina, they're bad. Atlanta, they're rebuilding. New Orleans, you lose Sean Payton, you're not the same team. They're the, by default, NFC South champion. And I, I, everyone understands the need for motivation and somebody said something bad about you and so you go and show out and stick it to them. But this, this feels concocted. I mean, guys, look what they're saying about you. They're saying, I wasn't around for two weeks. Well, you weren't around for two weeks. They're, they're saying that I'm, I'm older. Like, you're 45 years old. You, like, you just said you're 45. You're dealing with a lot of S, right? Well, they're, they're saying we're beat up. Oh, like, you lost a, a lineman to retirement. You're starting center for the year and another offensive guard who might have started as well. Like, I, I, I get that. Part of the beauty to athletics is you make a, a molehill, a mountain out of a molehill, right? You, you find something small and you focus on it and that, but I, I don't see it happening with Brady. Nobody says he sucks. Everybody just wonders at what point in time will this guy age and isn't it weird he missed two weeks of practice and the Bruce Arians thing is weird and boy, they don't have much of an offensive line right now. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.